0: Let me know that you're out there and that you did get some damage. Or I know Lake County had some trees down. Uh, Brevard County had massive amounts of uh, hail. And it looked like it was snowing. There was so much hail in uh, in, in Brevard County, in Melbourne, in those areas. So uh, I just want to say good morning to everyone who's here. Thank you so much. Uh, good morning, Lizzie. Good
1: morning. Uh, yeah, we did have quite a bit of... We didn't end up with hail at our house, but up the road, they got some hail, so yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, the weather this week, uh, we do, we are getting some rain, which I really, really appreciate, and uh, you know, for the area, we're down six and a half inches for the year through most of Florida, but uh, we caught up a little bit in the last week because we don't get a lot of rain in the springtime. And this week we have some areas got two to three inches of rain.
1: Yes, I don't know who went out and did the rain dance, but you did it really well.
0: (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully. So in South Florida, you're going to be in low to mid 80s this week. You're going to have rain this weekend, a little bit 30 to 50 percent chance of rain. But then it's going to be dry all week. It's going to be beautiful. And then rain next weekend, 50 percent chance. So that's kind of I know it's on the weekend and that's kind of a bummer, but uh, it's good that we're going to be getting it. Tampa, you're going to get rain this weekend, mid to high 80s, and then rain next weekend. So, the week through the week is going to be a great gardening week. Central Florida, we had rain uh, the beginning of the week, and then we're going to get it. Well, we're going to get rain the beginning of this week. Sunday is going to be lovely. It's supposed to be raining in the morning. I'm a big fan of sleeping during the rain. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love thunder. Yes. I I just love listening to it. And, uh, So we're going to have a great week. It's going to be mid to high 80s, lows in the 60s and 70s. Again, a great gardening week. And I'm going to be telling you what it's going to be great for in your garden in just a minute. And then in North Florida, lows in the 80s and uh, mid-50s, or highs in the 80s and then lows in the mid-50s. And then it's going to be a clear week again, and then rainfall next weekend. So we should appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this mo- morning, Peterson's Nursery in Lakeland is having their expert orchid repotting event from 10 to 12 p.m., and it's on, that's Peterson's Nursery, which is a beautiful nursery. you got to go check out all of the plants that they have while you get your orchid repotted for free. And uh, the address is 2184 East County Road, 540A Lakeland. And so tell them that you love listening to Better Lawns and Gardens and thank them for being a sponsor. Also today, one of the reasons why I'm kind of glad it's not raining today, it'll be raining tonight. You can come see me and bring your questions in person to the 61st Apopka Art and Foliage Festival. You can bring your photos of your plants and anything you want to ask about design in your landscape, what plants you should be planting right now, or I can diagnose if you're having some issues. That'll be great. But the great Tom McCubbin is going to be out there from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. too as well. He'll be there before me. Can't wait to see him. So you can go by and say hi and to him and Joni. And then I will be there from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, Tom and I would love to meet you in person. So it's going to be a great day. That's going to be the Plant Dr. Booth at the Apopka Art and Foliage Festival. You can't miss it.
1: You kind of get it all. You get art, you get foliage. Love it. Yeah,
0: and the kids' programs, and then they have music, and they have food. But you can buy plants from the actual growers. And Apopka is a great foliage uh, capital. Oh, definitely, 100%. Yeah, and so they have some great plants there that you'll be able to get. Uh, and uh, again, we look forward to seeing you out there, so that is put on by the City of Apopka and the Apopka uh, Women's Club, and I, I just appreciate them having it, so this, this is some of the times every weekend when we're having festivals, I know the Leesburg Bike Fest is up in, you know, uh, yes, and that's a lot of fun to go mm-hmm. to, but Florida's just great for Gardening and festivals and having fun.
1: Yeah, if you're gonna have a festival, have it in Florida, but don't have it during the summer unless it's air conditioned. <laughs> no, this is the
0: time of the year. <laughs> Springtime is it, so that that's great. So uh, we have a great show for you today. Uh, uh, I am going to uh, be talking to Dr. Matt Borden, and uh, and then also the Arthur Garden Arthur author, uh, Lauria Stern. So uh, just a, a great a great time. I have to tell you about my peppers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, our peppers are growing great. We're harvesting them. We're eating peppers every day, and uh, the tomatoes (sighs) too are doing. Yeah, we we our tomatoes are doing great. Of course, the rain this week helped. We've taken off dozens of Tabasco peppers, Ancho peppers, Bird's Eye, Cupid Bell. I'm really, really pleased with the Cupid Bell. They're only they're only like a little bit less than a. Half of a cupcake size.
1: Okay, so what happens if you get a Cupid plant, Cupid cup plant, and you don't know? And then you're just sitting there waiting for the bell pepper to get, like, huge. I mean, what, <laughs> what then? I know.
0: It, well, it turned red on us, so we had to eat it. So, you know, <laughs> it's but it was just we. And, and But it was so delicious that we loved it. And, of course, we love sweet banana peppers with everything. And then we have several other varieties of bell peppers that turn chocolate. You know, the dark, deep, dark purple chocolate. And so we we love those. Uh, So that's going to be wonderful. So, again, we're having Dr. Matt Borden on next. Have you ever heard the call where someone is panicking because their landscape has issues? Well, Dr. Matt Borden is going to tell us how to decide whether it's an insect issue or a, a disease issue. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, I'm Teresa Watkins. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: class plant experts, beautiful flowers and foliage, a kid's zone, juried artists and crafters, free admission. Sounds pretty good, right? If you agree, then you won't want to miss the 61st annual Apopka Art and Foliage Festival, April 29th and 30th at Kidland Nelson Park. Check out the incredible flowers and foliage, talk to plant doctors, and learn more about conservation. Plus over 75 award-winning artists and crafters. Visit ApopkaArtAndFoliageFestival.org. David was in big trouble with the irs at first i didn't owe that much but after this year it was out of control then david called get a tax lawyer right away they were like oh yeah looks like you're qualified to say get a tax lawyer went to work (laughs) should have called way sooner
3: get a tax lawyer has helped thousands like david fight the irs and get a fresh start call 800-786-9014 that's 800-786-9014
1: Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. It's time to start getting your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with Black Cow. Prepare new plant beds with a a one-and-a-half-inch layer of Black Cow in the area and then mix it in with the soil six inches deep. Black Cow is organic. Pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing.
4: Black Cow, the mature manure. Black Cow.
0: More than 50,000 distracted driving crashes occurred last year in Florida. And sadly, close to 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home.
2: Distracted driving is dangerous driving. It puts everyone in danger. The text can wait. Put it down and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
4: Why? Just think about
2: it.
1: and medicare we offer free shipping 90 day supplies and we bill your insurance call us today for a free benefits check
3: 800-513-1652 800-513-1652 513 1652 that's 800-513-1652
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. You've all heard that call when someone is panicking and they said, okay, Teresa, I've used fungicide, I've used pesticide, and I fertilized my lawn and my lawn still looks bad. Me. And they nuke their lawns and you want to say, well, what's wrong with your lawn? I don't know, but it doesn't look good. (laughs) And so just step away. We got to figure this out. Well, we have with us this morning one of my favorite interviews Uh, Dr. Matt Borden, he is a plant health consultant, he specializes in diagnostics and integrated pest management of landscape plant pests and disease, and Dr. Borden is a plant pathologist at Bartlett Tree Research Laboratories, and he loves to spend time out in the garden to help assess plants or problems with trees and shrubs and help homeowners and arborists settle up on an effective management strategy. So good morning, Matt. Thank you for joining us this morning. How are you?
4: Good morning, Teresa. I'm doing great. You know, we have the American Conifer Society here with us all week, so I've been chatting with them, and yeah, it's been a great week, and it's a beautiful day.
0: Oh, it is. How are you doing? I am doing great. What are the temperatures right now in North Carolina?
4: It's going to be a lovely 80-degree day and sunny, and we just had a few days of rain, so no complaints here.
0: Oh no, I understand that completely. So you are a plant pathologist and you do field consultation. So what appealed to you about the diagnosis part and becoming a doctor in plant research and consultation and doing field diagnostics?
4: Uh, That's a great question. Well, I've always loved plants and I love visiting gardens. So, part of it is just the human aspect, you know, understanding what people care about in their landscapes and why they've planted certain things and which trees and shrubs that they love and care about. So, that's very rewarding. Uh, But I also love the mystery of it. And I'm okay with having a literally endless amount to learn. And I don't mind being wrong, which happens a lot too, (laughs) because it's a complicated. (laughs) Uh, business. So that's okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, I collaborate with our our folks in the diagnostic lab as well. So we try to figure things out.
0: That is so good. You know, it's hard when somebody asks you, you know, what's going on? And you're going, hmm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I I can understand. (laughs) So where did you get your field of interest or your study and your and your majors? You I know you went to the University of Florida, but um, what kind of uh, background, what kind of study did you do?
4: Mm. Yeah, I, I was I was really lucky to get a, a degree at um, the entomology and hematology department at University of Florida. I worked with Adam Dale in the urban landscape lab. So that was fantastic experience. did a lot of learning about integrated pest management and horticulture. And then I also did the doctorate of plant medicine program there at UF as well, which is very diagnostic heavy and got to learn from a lot of the professors at UF on soils and nutrients, pathology topics, and a whole broad range of, of, of things. So great, great rec program and um, good university.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Go Gators. And so uh, what, so when you do a day of consulting, I love this cause you know, I'm out in the field too, as well. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm just, what is your day like when you go out to consult in your job? What, what do you do?
4: Well, My job's been really dynamic lately. Uh, The company I work for is all over the country, so I I get to fly to several different states quite regularly, and I ride around with our arborists or our plant healthcare specialists visiting landscapes and gardens where we work. So part of it is inspecting plants and helping out, teaching them how to take the right kind of samples or talking with the homeowner to help communicate what's going on with the plant. And then I do a lot of training and teaching as well where I get to meet a lot of, of folks, um, both professionals and homeowners, and, and just talk about what they're seeing. And then, um, you know, often things pop up from one spot to another and problems get moved around. So it's fun to be able to help learn and carry that knowledge all over the place.
0: Yeah, That's pretty incredible that you, you go to all across the country. So you have to, your knowledge really does have to be diverse. So, so what are the most common pest issues that you encounter? Well,
4: any landscape you go to, if you look hard enough, you you will find problems, right? And I'm sure you, you know this in your job, too. If you look close, you will find the aphids, the, the whitefly, spider mites, and, oh, and scale insects everywhere. So to some extent, that's normal, and, and we try to look out for where it's actually becoming a problem, you know, a really bad infestation. So I look for those, uh, but... For serious problems, I would say Phytophthora root rot uh, is very common, uh, especially here in the southeast and on landscapes that are either chronically overwatered or have had periods of intermittent drought and then heavy rains and drought again. That can be really, really hard on landscape plants. So, Mm -hmm. Phytophthora and cultural management is definitely a big issue.
0: I, I can understand that too, especially here in the South with our summer rains. When somebody is walking mm-hmm. through the yard and they're looking for issues, because I tell everybody to walk their yard on a once-a-week basis, what are common symptoms or signs to look for uh, if it's if it's a disease or an insect problem? How do how does a homeowner know?
4: This is a tricky one, and and what you just said is one of the best pieces of advice. Just walk your garden and get to know your plants so that you can better recognize when a plant is abnormal uh, because that's, that's not always intuitive, you know. So uh, I would say, first of all, invest in a good magnifying glass or hand lens, which gives you, you know, 10 to 20 X magnification. That's not expensive at all. And that makes a world of difference and saves you a lot of time and, and effort trying to diagnose things like spider mites or thrips damage. Uh, Also, get in the habit of of just turning over leaves and touching your plants and and feeling the tissues to see whether they're dry and struggling or nice and full and healthy and maybe just have a little bit of feeding damage from some insect. Um, So for diseases, it's a little more difficult. Symptoms can be really variable. So usually what we look for are, are patterns, like is just the new growth being affected, or maybe only the auto-growth near the ground, or perhaps one branch and the rest of the tree is fine. First, the whole plant, where if it's the whole plant going down, maybe it's a root and soil issue. So those are all really good clues that you can note to, to help you start narrow, narrowing it down.
0: Oh, that's that's great. And so what are your recommended best management practices for homeowners that uh, that they if they think they have a pest issue, what should they do?
4: You know, one of my colleagues, really likes to quote, uh, treatment without diagnosis is malpractice. (laughs) And you know that may be a little bit harsh for the average gardener, uh, but there's a good point there, which is the last thing we want people to do is to spend time and especially money on something that is completely harmless. So the first question to ask is really, is this causing significant harm to the plant? And that goes back to your comment about just walking your garden, getting to know your plants better there are very few things out there that require immediate action, you know, like if you don't do something in the next 30 seconds, uh the plant will die. That that very rarely happens. And I've seen a lot of harm done by snap decisions. Like people will see a blemish or a single bug on a plant they didn't see before and then they'll proceed to snip off every leaf on the plant. You know, that that kind of snap decision usually not a good idea. So Please take some time, do, do a little bit of reading and research, watch the plant, see if it's really causing harm to it or not. That'll save you a lot of stress and, and money in the long run.
0: That's such a good idea because I remember Snap Dishes and the first time I saw Lubber Grasshoppers and there was like a hundred babies <laughs> on my plant and I stomped them so much the plant died. So, oh dear. So yes, you know, to take a deep breath and so mm-hmm. so. Do you have any special websites that people can go to, or what are your recommendations if somebody just doesn't know what this is? What where do they go?
4: For Florida, the UF IFAS resources are, are really top-notch. You know, you are blessed with a good, strong extension system in Florida. Uh, so the UF IFAS Gardening Solutions website is great, and the Featured Creatures collection that the Entomology Department curates. And if you're using the main Ask IFAS homepage as well, uh, most of those websites are connected and will get you the information. So. Um, really the trick is knowing what to search and trying to put in some keywords about what you're seeing, um, to help you get there. And, and that, that can be a learning curve. Um, so you might have to talk with your extension agent or a professional to help understand how to, how to use those pages. Uh, besides that, there's, there is a new, a new player on the block. It's called the Purdue plant doctor website. And while Purdue is a long way from Florida, there is a lot of overlap, you know, especially for popular perennials in the garden and such. So I'd encourage people to check out that website as well. It's, it's really good for um, a diagnostic tool website.
0: Yeah, and, and even if they just go in and put in some of their issues that they're having, it'll give them back keywords, or they can read mm-hmm. keywords, and then they can just search for Florida and, and get some solutions. That, that's great. I've never heard of that website, so I'll be posting mm-hmm. that on Better Lawns and Gardens. So what was your hardest diagnosis?
4: Well, you know, I had I had to think about this, and I, there was there was a tricky one recently that's kind of a good story. So, so I was in South Florida a couple of months ago, looking at a ficus tree that was like the key focal point in the center island of a driveway, and uh, the the ficus had previously been treated for a very bad whitefly infestation, and it was looking much better, um, but there were these odd small yellow brown spots on the foliage that looked like some sort of leaf spot disease, but it did not match up with any of the leaf spot diseases that I knew exist on ficus. Um, So the pattern was odd. The location was odd. The spots were kind of an inconsistent size and shape, and I couldn't find any fungal activity with my hand lens. So I did see a faint white little ring around the spots, and, and this is where it got interesting. So one thing I encourage people to do is look into site history. Talk with the owner, you know, talk with the landscaper who's worked there. Site history is is, is often what gives you the clues. So I was able to find that the person who had treated the... Um
0: did we lose him? Hey, Matt, did we lose you? Oh, I'm so am so sad. <laughs> we'll have to have him. Maybe he can call back in because I got to finish that story. And so, Matt, I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, so, uh, I would like to have him come back. So, okay, all I'm, right, we'll really appreciate that. I'm going to post links to all of uh, the sources that um, and Dr. Borden um, mentioned. And just give you some better ideas on where you can get your ideas, and you can always call our program, right, Lizzie? That's right. One triple eight four five five two nine six seven. If you have a gardening question, or you can text us at two three six eight zero. And uh, so uh, we'll get Dr. Matt Borden on. Oh, just at the end, that story, that's a cliffhanger. (laughs) Right. Well, I'll see if I can get him back on. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just just so appreciate him saying, you know, he uh, has to, you know, find out what's going on. That's what we need to do. Now it's your time for gardening questions from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. I'm Teresa Watkins. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. And this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
3: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
2: David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called, get a tax lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to say Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. (laughs) Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has
3: helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014 That's 800-398-0651. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost
2: airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can not publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere. In the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines.
3: 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. That's 802-341-4542. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a
2: new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private
3: insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652.
1: Do you use the
2: expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners our pills deliver the exact same results for less than three dollars you'll save more than sixteen dollars a pill for the same results and right now radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping you can save more than seven hundred dollars off pharmacy prices charge your sex life now and save a ton of money call now and get your 44 pills and save over seven hundred dollars and qualify for free shipping stop overpaying and call right
3: now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-218-5088. 800-218-5088. 800-218-5088. That's 800-218-5088.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. When we left you with last week's cliffhanger, right. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Matt Borden was talking about a ficus with rings around, white spots around rings and on a ficus tree in South Miami. So Matt, please continue your, your, uh, <laughs> your story.
4: Oh boy. Well, there was a call drop in the middle of inspecting the ficus. So anyway, <laughs> uh, i w- I was saying that, um, Site history is is very important, and often if you can talk with the the homeowner, the property owner, or the landscapers who work on a property, that gives you really useful clues into what's been happening on the site. So in this case, I was able to find out that the person who had treated the white fly on the ficus and had done a great job had earlier that same day been working on trees infested with lychee aeronose mite which, if you haven't seen it yet, Teresa, is a really, really nasty pest of lychee in South Florida right now. Oh, no. Um, So anyway, the treatment for lychee aeronose mite is sulfur. That's what the state says is the thing to do to treat it. So I happen to know that sulfur products can often settle in the bottom of a tank. And so I suspected what happened here was that sulfur had settled and been accidentally Left uh, A bit of it got stuck in the hose or left in the bottom of the tank, and some of it got applied accidentally to the new foliage on this ficus tree. And it caused what we call phytotoxicity, which is a minor burn, but those little spots of burned foliage can look an awful lot like a disease. So I I don't recommend this next part at all, but trying to be observational, I I could smell the sulfur, and I did a very quick uh, taste and spit test. And it was indeed a lot of sulfur on that foliage where it shouldn't have been. But, you know, it's hot in South Florida and um, those new leaves are a little bit sensitive. So it was enough to cause some burn on that foliage and the tree will be fine. But we could at least determine that it wasn't a disease that needed to be addressed in any way.
0: Oh, wow. That's a that's a great story, Matt. That's wonderful. So now my (laughs) next question is so important, but I'm kind of scared to ask you. So. What do you see coming in the future with pest issues here in Florida? Is there anything that we need to be looking out for?
4: Florida never disappoints when it comes to new stuff and invasive species. <laughs> that's it. There's there's always something new and exciting. Uh, there is one thing that's new that I'm a bit concerned about that I've been working on here as well. Uh, it's the new pepper thrips. Uh, the species is thrips parvispinus and there are some excellent UF resources by Lance Osborne and um, others who are working on this. But it, it's, it's coming out of south and central Florida right now, and it's on a lot of plants that are really popular that we, that we care about in gardens, like gardenia, Cheflera, mandavia, diplodina, and also a, a bunch of vegetables. Um, and why I'm concerned about this thrips is that it's kind of flying under the radio, radar right now, and I've found it being shipped in nursery plants all the way up here in South Carolina oh, and North wow. Carolina as well, just <sighs> in the past couple of weeks. Wow. So I- it, it is in some nurseries, and it's being moved around with the the shipments of plants. So that that's a concern for me, um, in particular, up here even. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, I am going to be—I'll ha- have you back on, Matt, so we can discuss this and what we can do about it. But I certainly appreciate you coming on today. You're always a wonderful— Uh, you know, wealth of knowledge, so I appreciate it. I appreciate your efforts, and so uh, I hope you have a great summer.
4: It's always a pleasure. Thanks,
0: Teresa. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That was Dr. Matt Borden with Bartlett Tree Research Laboratories. He's a plant pathologist. I will be putting links um, on our Better Lawns and Gardens Facebook page and Instagram on uh, the Thrips Parva Spinus. And uh, also the resources that he used. So thank you very much. Let's go to Daphne. Good morning, Daphne. Thank you for holding on. I appreciate it.
5: Good morning. Um, I have, I don't know if you know what is Callaloo. It's mainly Jamaicans. It's like a green like kale. Okay. Hallelujah. you ever heard of that? No, but
0: it sounds interesting.
5: Beautiful. You should try to check into it. I have them in my garden and I've seen little bunny rabbits around. And, of course, we have squirrel in Claremont. Uh-huh. And I was looking forward to enjoying my callaloo. When I got up the next morning, it was all eaten. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> now, I also had some beautiful tomatoes. Beautiful. A Part of it was a caterpillar on it. The leaves were going. And then when I looked, all the tomatoes was like, eaten into it. I don't know if it's the caterpillar, the squirrel, or the rabbit. I need to get rid of these rabbits. Or to, oh, what can I use to get rid of the rabbits?
0: Okay, so I have been using for several years now and recommending to my clients that have the same issues because bunnies are cute, but they're not cute in your garden. And there is a wonderful company that is called Plant Skid, P-L-A-N-T, and then uh-huh. S-K-Y-D-D, Plant Skid. And they have, they have animal repellents that work. On their, on their website, they've been around a long time. They have them for deer and all kinds of rabbits and all kinds of little critters, squirrels, and, and, and uh, rodents and things like that. And so their products are good. Check them out, plantskid.com. Uh, Are
5: they, what yeah. about, about Lowe's? If I go to Lowe's or Home Depot, would they have it?
0: They might have it. I don't know. I, so, But you could also get it on Amazon or, you know, online. Uh, you okay. can get it online from the company. But I would check the box stores and see if they have it. They may. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, I do find it, but I, I find it myself easier to order online. But uh, you, can, you can get it. That will work up to three months. Okay, Okay, so that'll get you, you know, two applications will get you through the summertime, you know, when the bunnies are, when your plants are growing really well.
5: Is that a spray or granules? You
0: can get either or. Okay. Okay, Okay, you can get either or. All right. Thank you so much, Daphne. And for your caterpillars, you know, you can use seven, any kind of, um, you know, Captain Jack's dead brew bug juice or dead bug brew. Uh, you can get that, and that you can get it at the box stores. Anything for you know caterpillars, you know leaf-eating, leaf-chewing creatures. You can get, and that'll it, take care of that.
5: What about seven? Does seven? Seven, seven
0: works wonderfully. Yes. Seven, yes. Okay. Thanks okay. A lot. You're welcome, thanks. Daphne. Thank you for listening, and uh, so uh, the great questions, and so we have time now for your gardening questions. One triple eight four five five two nine six seven. Or you can text us at two three six eight zero. This is a great weekend. Arbor Day was yesterday, and if you're looking for a wonderful tree, native or non-native, that's a great tree for the area, then uh, you know Quality Green Specialist in Deland on Michigan Street is a wonderful place to go. Dana Venrick uh, is a great resource for you; can answer all your questions. Uh, so check them out from Florida. Uh, Talkin' Entertainment Network, this is Better Lawns and Gardens, and I'm Teresa Watkins.
1: Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's blackcowkow.com. Black Cow, the mature manure.
4: Black Cow.
3: Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. How
2: exciting does a scavenger hunt sound? Grab your friends and go on a Wild Quest. Come on, guys, let's go. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's Wild Quest is a free scavenger hunt taking place on wildlife management areas across the state. April 28th to May 7th. So grab your phone and join FWC on a wild adventure across Florida's best nature spots. Look, a deer. Complete missions
1: and earn points for a chance to win cool prizes.
2: Go to FloridaWildQuest.com to play. That's FloridaWildQuest.com. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around toro zero turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time so you can spend more time hunting fishing or just enjoying the day built with comfort enhancing productivity boosting features like my ride suspension that takes the ache out of acreage massive rear drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra durable iron forge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come Bowl through anything that dares get in your way toro count on it visit toro.com slash zero turn to find yours
1: before we left the hospital my daughter received her newborn hearing screening it only took a couple of minutes and it was a painless test
2: when our son was born the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low as a dad nothing is more important than your child's health
1: it was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss
2: And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic summit year-round spray oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests. But Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Come on. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than
3: $1,000.
2: If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free
3: consultation. Call 800-786-9014. 800-786-9014. 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. If you missed any of Dr. Matt Borden's uh, interview, you can uh, listen whenever you hear podcasts on iHeartRadio, WFLA, uh, Better Lawns and Gardens webpage, betterlawns.com. And I will also be posting uh, the links on Facebook page, so you can go there. Also, while you're on Facebook, you can just like us and give us five stars. That would be wonderful. Now it's your turn. If you have a gardening question, you can call Lizzie at one 455 2967 or you can text me at 23680. And uh, this week I got an email from Nancy in Okoe and she sent me photographs of her three-year-old avocado tree and all the fruit she had gotten off of it. And the fruit was kind of small. It's a joey avocado, but some of them did have some Uh, issues going on with it that I just think comes from uh, it just being a new tree. And so you have to understand that, uh, you know, when you do have a new fruit tree, it takes five to seven years to get a good harvest and the fruit to the proper size. So, um, you know, if you do have fruit drop, and that was what she was concerned about, was that the flowers were dropping and the fruit was dropping, and it, it never made it to, you know, getting mature And, you know, when they're new like this, three years old, they're still establishing roots. We've had a very dry spring and stressful heat in the, you know, in the wintertime. So that kind of throws it off too as well. And it's just pushing that tree to grow, grow, grow and produce, produce, produce. It's going to drop. The trees naturally drop what they know they can't handle. And so, you know, don't be concerned if you have fruit drop in the first few years of uh, a tree that a fruit tree that you planted make sure you're doing all the right um, best management practices making sure that it gets water even though we are having a drought you can still water you know once a week or twice a week uh, when the temperatures you know get that high they do need to have consistent watering whether it's rainfall or you know supplemental irrigation and so uh, just uh, give it its best you know fertilize it um, on a consistent basis, slow release fertilizer. You don't want to fertilize with liquid fertilizer too much. You can cause a burn or you can cause it to drop the fruit if you're over fertilizing too as well. So this is the month for your lawns to fertilize because starting June 1st, most of the counties in the state of Florida have a fertilizer ban. This is a good two weeks right now that we're coming up on and the rest of the next week With the rainfall we're getting and the amounts and the totals we're getting, it's going to uh, hydrate everything well so you can fertilize. But I just don't want you to fertilize before the rainstorm.
1: And I love this because I learned that from you. I had a good friend of mine that's uh, getting a new lawn set up. And I, by all means, I am not an expert, but she just happened to say, so I think I'm going to fertilize my lawn. We have a bunch of storms coming up. And I was like, no, 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 no. And she's like, well, doesn't that just water it in? And I was like, not if it floods, you're going to wash it away and also maybe put that, that where it don't need to be.
0: Yeah, exactly. We cause the stormwater runoff. And so when the rain comes down so harsh and so quickly that that fertilizer just goes right off into the stormwater drains or into the lakes. And it causes, you know, the, the pollution that we see, you know, and the algae blooms. So always fertilize after a rainstorm. And if the fertilizer you're using says to water it in, then you can turn on your irrigation system for, you know, one cycle to water it in. And, uh, you know, uh, your plants will be hydrated after a rainstorm, and it will be able to handle the fertilizer, salts easier. And you always want to use storm or slow release, and that helps. But always fertilize after a rain, never before. And that's just something we grew up with. Correct. You know, our parents would say, oh, it's going to rain this afternoon. I better get that fertilizer down. And that's that's the wrong thing to do. Very true. And you're just wasting your money and your time. So don't do that. And you want to keep our lakes good. So how do you know what to fertilize? Okay. And this is this is another one of my little rules that you can kind of remember. If your plant, shrub, or tree is younger than seven years, okay, younger than seven years. If it is deciduous, the plant loses its leaves. In the winter time, or if it has flowers or fruit, you need to have flowers to have the fruit, or if it has insect disease issues, you need to fertilize it on a regular basis, and that's going to give it the health and the nutrition it needs. So, what does that tell you? So that little rule tells you that anything over seven years does not need fertilized. If it is evergreen, it doesn't need that extra nutrition to produce new leaves. If it doesn't have flowers or fruit, it doesn't need the extra nutrition or the, you know, the stability to to grow those. And if it doesn't have any insect or disease issues and it's doing just fine, leave it alone. There's no reason to put fertilizer down. Okay, so always assess that if you need to do it. And the other recommendation that is so important is that get your soil analyzed before you fertilize. And that means taking it to your extension office, taking it to a soil or, you know, any kind of sampling uh, analysis lab in your area. And we do have some of those. But you can take it to your county office and send it off to the University of Florida. They will send it back with you. They will analyze it and send it back to you with the fertilizer recommendations. Okay, so you may not need to put phosphorus down. You may not need to put nitrogen down. And you can just, you know, it will tell you exactly what the amounts are for your soil. Before you fertilize, get a soil analysis. And that will always be helpful to you. And we just don't need to put down all that nitrogen that tells the plant to grow leaves, goes through photosynthesis, create chlorophyll. And again, that contributes to our algae blooms. And you don't want to do that. Also to phosphorus. No reason to put phosphorus down on lawns. You know, we talk about just putting a 666 down or 101010 10, 888. 8. You know, that middle number is phosphorus. And turf does not have flowers or fruit. So that middle number is not necessary. That, you know, phosphorus is not necessary to put down on turf unless you get a soil, you know, analysis that says you do. And it's just not necessary. And Florida, is pretty much a phosphorus-loaded state, and so we don't need to put it down. You know, we produce the fourth largest producer of phosphorus in the United States, and so we usually have plenty of it, and usually have plenty of nitrogen in the soil too as well. So always get an analysis. But this is the month that if you need to fertilize your lawn, do it now. Use slow-release fertilizer. We recommend fifteen zero fifteen or sixteen zero eight. Okay, and that will give you the amount of uh, nitrogen and the amount of potassium that the turf needs for the state of Florida, for our zones. Okay, up north, they need that 28%, you know, 25%, 20% nitrogen. We don't need it here. And our plants do just fine without it. Uh, What should you be planting in vegetables this month? Uh, Daphne, she was talking about her. I've got to figure, I've got to look it up, the Jamaican kalua Is that what she said, Kalu?
1: I'm not sure. (laughs) My brain is on negative (laughs) today. No, so I will look it up
0: and figure out what kind of vegetable it is. But the vegetables you can plant is calabasa, chayote, cherry tomatoes, or Everglades tomatoes will have uh, fruit all summer long, collards and dasheen, lima beans, snap beans, and malabar spinach, malanga, New Zealand spinach, Okra. Okra is a beautiful, beautiful plant. It's in the mallow family. has beautiful yellow flowers and black uh, centers. And uh, just it's a great, 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 great vegetable. I love fried okra. And then hot hot peppers, roselle, seminal pumpkins, southern peas, and then sweet potatoes, tamarillos, and yam and yard-long beans. They can all take the heat of the summertime and you can put those down. It's a little late to be planting watermelons, a little late to be planting cantaloupe. It's just not recommended, and it doesn't do well during the summertime. Also to the herbs, anise and basil, bay laurel, cardamom, chives, coriander, dill, lemon balm, oregano, rosemary, sage, savory, sweet, marjoram, mint, tarragon, and thyme. And Lizzie's the queen of mint.
1: My mint has got arms. (laughs) tentacles is that what you call it yeah i mean this the chocolate mint has lost its mind it looks like an alien it's just growing and (laughs) it's just sticking out it's got little micro mini leaves and i'm like these are actually ugly like why can't you just get together in one big group so <laughs> but they
0: smell like girl scout cookies i'm
1: telling you i'm loving my mint i absolutely have an <laughs> se- obsession with mint and with um the lavender there you which go. i caught my boxer sniffing
0: oh my goodness that's great i want to thank dr matt borden for the great information on diagnosing plant problems in our landscape i always learn so much from him lizzie and i would love to you to follow better lawns and gardens Uh, with Teresa Watkins on Facebook page and give our gardening show five stars. We would love that. We're going to be back. We have a great hour, second hour for you. And we're going to be talking about eating your flowers. And it just, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful segment coming up. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studio and SummitResponsibleSolutions.com, I'm Teresa Watkins. It's Saturday morning. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Can I get one order of the Florida Sweet Corn Ricotta Fritters?
1: Um, sorry, that's not on our menu.
2: Okay. Well, just one Florida blueberry cobbler, then.
1: (laughs) Where are you seeing these?
2: Um, followfreshfromflorida.com. Followfreshfromflorida.com has easy recipes for in-season local produce.
5: That's amazing.
2: Right? On second thought, no fast food for me today. Find seasonal recipes made with Florida ingredients at followfreshfromflorida.com.